0: This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is July the 23rd, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking, conviction, one day closer to an all-time high, deferral of gratification. This lady knows about deferral of gratification. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin in motion and hey guys, offended by selling, of course. Okay. Hello, my elite friends. you got questions. I got answers. You, you type in the questions, uh, Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat. You know how it goes. Hello, my defiant radicals. We got a fellow defiant radical on here today. This is Miss Hoddle. You know, I don't like to say the word Hoddle. Miss Hold, it's Justine. Uh, Justine is known; hey. she's known in twitter land She's known in Steemit land. So we're we're gonna we're gonna actually start off with that. So I just want to po- point out that I met Justine two weeks ago online. Uh, Bitcoin Magazine got a bunch of people together uh, for their drinks. I don't know, it's whatever the show is called, you, you pretend like you're drinking or you're or you really drink and you talk about Bitcoin. And <laughs> I, I went on that show. I I. I was in motion. I'm like, I'm going to be proactive here. I need to find more people for the This Week in Bitcoin show who aren't scared of current events and like Bitcoin. And sure enough, uh, there were actually some guys on the show that, I, I mean, Christian, obviously, he's been on the show before. Some of the other dudes have been on the show, but I met quite a few people. But Justine, can't. she can't be on the This Week in Bitcoin show. She's always busy on Friday. So, I also like to do who's who in Bitcoin here. Who's who in Bitcoin? Justine, we're doing a show just on a Thursday. Tomorrow, 1 p.m. is this week in Bitcoin. And we got someone who was on that show. So don't let those algorithms tell you who to meet, okay, on on Twitter and everything like that. I went on that show. I figured it out for myself. I looked up these darn people, found them myself. Now she's on the show. Now you see her. Okay, so Justine, you started, you've got an amazing freaking story because- you got in. You got in the cryptocurrency from Steam. It. You, your first cryptocurrency you held was Steam, not Bitcoin. From from mm-hmm. what I gathered. So yep. so welcome to
1: the show. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for having me. It was really good to meet you on that show, and I'm I'm glad we could work something out here. Cause yeah, Fridays are just insane for me. So thanks for making time for me. No, of course,
0: of course. So, so so tell us about the journey. You, you, you knew about Bitcoin, but you sure. got Steam
1: yeah so we kind of talked about that before is that there? there's some altcoins that sort of play like a an on on-wrap role to bitcoin so for me personally I, for me it was more i was already into the self sovereign aspects um very much self-reliant working towards being as as non-reliant on outside sources as humanly possible so i heard about bitcoin in uh i think early 2016 and it made sense to me on a financial level like there is this there's this, this money, right. That can't be controlled by the fed that can't be controlled by centralized banks. Like that was huge for me. I was stacking gold and silver at the time and it made sense on that aspect. Um, And then I tried to get into it and I looked into it and there were just so many things that didn't make sense to me and that were way over my head. And I, I just didn't feel comfortable investing at that point. And so then a little time went by and something came up about Steemit I think it was on George or, um, the Corbett Report, James Corbett, you know, alternative news source, he was talking about how he was posting his content on there. And it was sort of a way to have a little more control over your content. You couldn't get deplatformed. You, it was exposing you to cryptocurrencies, So it was a really like, um, there was no, there was nothing that could happen. There was no, I didn't have to throw money at it. I could just jump on and start posting content. And so I was like, oh, I'll try it. You know, like, why not? Um, and so that's how I got involved in cryptocurrency. And then I started learning all these things that when I looked at Bitcoin made no sense to me. I didn't know what keys were. I didn't know what you know these transactions were. I didn't know how to do any of this. And it was my playground and started sort of getting involved in that. And then after sort of realizing, after trying to get involved and in building things, that it wasn't the financial revolution I was looking for. It wasn't another Bitcoin. Um, I went back to Bitcoin and it all made sense to me. And so all of these things that had been really confusing before now clicked and I invested in Bitcoin Um, and then just sort of saw steam it as being a possible, like you said, on ramp to Bitcoin. That was my mission for a long time was, oh, my God, it could bring so many people in that wouldn't have seen it before. And, you know, I've continued to grow my views on altcoins are a little bit different now, but that's how I got here. And I'm not sure without it, if I would be here. So that's something that I like to keep in mind and consider when there's these large debates going on. But that's, that's how I'm here.
0: Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin you discovered. But I, I got to <laughs> yes. say this, I, when I talked about, I, I got an old steam in, in uh, 2016 and I thought, yes, this is the way to on-ramp people through social media. We need an easy social media, comfortable way to get people into cryptocurrency. And I thought, <laughs> I hoped that Steemit would be the, uh, the, the, the Facebook of cryptocurrency. Who knows what I said back then? It didn't end up that way, but I am really glad to hear that's how you did get it on the Bitcoin. At least one person got into Bitcoin <laughs> because of Steemit. And,
1: and Many did. There were actually, there's a lot of people like me that are now, you know, they're on Hive now, Steam sort of, yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing, but Hive. <laughs> and so there's a lot of people in that community that that was their way into Bitcoin. I mean, I've seen it. It, it. it worked. The issue is, is when you're not, when you don't learn the difference and then you see this as the new Bitcoin and you're sort of going, you need to, you, there needs to be education that, that is very clear on what it is and what Bitcoin is and the differences because some people do get stuck. They do. you have seen it. Um, but it's worked for a lot of people as an on-ramp for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll say with the Steam, I mean, they, they, they and the Hive, they, they print a lot of it and then people buy it, even though they can get it for free just by posting on the site. And that that's a huge difference between Bitcoin and, and, and Steam. I mean, the, the limited supply. Oh, yeah. but, I mean, there was a time of euphoria around Steam before you got into it. I mean, there were people that thought it was going to be the, the, the next Bitcoin. Every, there's always, an alt, I say, the altcoin flavor of the month. It definitely was the altcoin flavor of the month, uh, I guess, in the summer of 2016. I don't know. Do, do you have, though, any ideas, uh, and this is kind of putting me in the spot a little bit here, how to get newbies through social media into to, to Bitcoin? can't. Should there be a, uh, can there be a better version of Steemit or Hive?
1: You know, for i had this moment so when i first got back into bitcoin in my mind it was we need to put them together we need to use the 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 social aspects of platforms like steam or hive and the fast transactions and the things that you could do socially on it and somehow incorporate bitcoin into it to really make that arm ramp work because you know my opinion on altcoins is Is different than a lot of people's. Um, I think it can play social roles and like gaming aspects and points and things. I don't personally think it's, it's money. That's my own opinion. I'll get heat on both sides for saying that, but whatever. Um, but I, I do think that there's something there as an on-ramp. So then it was, how do I put these two together? So my thought was, well, what if we do like Bitcoin tipping and sort of uh, do away with like the rewards inflation base which is just constant printing like how do we incorporate bitcoin into this so people understand that that that's the money um and i mean it's doable a lot of sites you can tip in bitcoin but then you start to think about like do you need a blockchain for social aspects like is that even necessary so it it really is just the aspect for me and i know it's different for a lot of people of just how do we incorporate that into bitcoin when you don't really need a blockchain for the social thing but hey incorporating bitcoin into a social aspect or cryptocurrencies is, is is pretty powerful and it exposes people to it and i think when you can earn instead of having to just throw your money at something that opens the door for a lot of people who maybe don't feel confident enough to just invest but once they start earning it they understand and then they start purchasing and investing which now we do have ways that you can earn bitcoin so that's cool so i think that there's a lot of things that are developing currently i do think there's a niche there i do think that there's a way to onboard people that way if it's the only way to onboard people not really i mean i think that I think bitcoin's the financial revolution and i think for some people they just get stuck on the social thing and they're earning and they're selling it and that's cool but if we're wanting to onboard people to the financial revolution is social the best way to do that or is it through really helpful educational content and making it more approachable overall so that's my thought is i do know as a noob who had a hard time getting into it that there is still a disconnect i've seen it um but i do think we're improving just in the time that you know the few years that i've been here um, and what I saw then versus what I see now. Yeah user
0: experience is, is getting better uh, for uh, Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's still I mean it still could be intimidating with all the numbers. My mom still can't use it. We, we can't. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of, a lot of progress can be made. Hey I, I want to remind everyone Justine's her uh, social media information is below. Miss Hoddle on Twitter. You follow her over there. Pound that freaking like button, people. If you like having a random guest on a random Thursday here, you never know what you're going to get. You do know you get a new show here every day. Uh, you said you were a gold and silver person um, b- beforehand. Mm-hmm. That that kind of freaked me out. Uh, how, many, uh, young, <laughs> how many young ladies were uh, there with you in, in gold? Because most of the dudes are like 85-year-old guys. So that must have been, uh, right. been kind of cool.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's there's a whole like there's this whole niche of young people who are trying to live off the land and and kind of get back to their roots and and this libertarian views like Ron Paul really set off a lot of young people, in my opinion. And um, and gold and silver was the way to have something that wasn't controlled by the Fed. You know, like before Bitcoin, I'm not I'm not a fan of the Fed. I'm not a fan of central banks. And so gold and silver was the the savings. That was my savings. Um, And so When people bash gold and silver, I'm still like, well, there's still, I mean, like, if I have gold, I can go buy, you know, a tractor from my neighbor who's 85. He may not take the Bitcoin I have, you know, like, there's still a possibility if shit gets crazy that, okay, but there's so many different aspects of Bitcoin that clearly are um, superior to metal. Um but yeah I was into metal beforehand and maybe that's why it clicked so much that I already had these mindsets of like hard money and like uh decentralized money and things people couldn't print and all of these aspects. So for big like it just clicked. It was just the technical aspects that I just it was over my head.
0: So to get the Ron Paul lights in uh away from because some of them are still stuck on gold, definitely. Uh, and there's, yeah. that, uh, yeah. I think they're into the habit of holding their gold. I call it go- their golden mm-hmm. holders. They could easily be uh Bitcoin holders. So yeah. uh, I, I, I mean, I, maybe it'll take some prominent gold people to, to speak up some more prominent gold people. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, now let, we'll get it. Let's get into it. Let's segue into uh social media drama, but keep it on a gold level too. What, what do you think about Peter Schiff?
1: I used to listen to Peter Schiff. Like that's, that was somebody who was on my you know list of of people I was listening to at the time um I I didn't agree with everything he said but you know like he was someone that I listened to um I think he has some some he's on point with some of the ideas as far as the government goes right like every time he makes a post about something of the Fed printing more money and why this is bad I'm like yeah you're right (laughs) you're you're spot on there Um, but just the conclusion of Bitcoin, I think he's just in denial, but let's be honest here. He makes a lot of money in what he does and selling what he does. And, um, even when I wasn't a gold and silver, I was not a fan of the, you're not holding your own gold. Like gold notes aren't gold. If you're not holding it, it's not yours, not your keys, not your coins, right? Like there's so uh, you know like he has he has something to lose to say oh actually this technology is superior um i do think it's harder for a certain generation and i know that may not be very nice but i do i think it's hard when they're not um involved in the tech scene and they don't understand it it's like well how is this computer going to keep my money safe that's silly like i need to hold it, it this computer you know it, there's things that can happen um my stepfather's the same way he barely uses a cell phone and the idea of money being held on some sort of um, digital level. He just doesn't it can't compute to him, but he'd barely use his email. So it's like there's just so many barriers there that I think we're dealing with. Um, I do wish that Peter Shipp was a little bit more open to discuss it and not so egotistical and so unintelligent with his takes on Bitcoin. Um, but I do think it's sort of a generational thing. I do think there's a lot of new technology that's hard for some of them to grasp. They get hard money though. They get that. So if they could just <laughs> they could just get the other part, they'd be they'd be set.
0: His unintelligent takes are annoying because he's an intelligent <laughs> man and he's doing it on purpose. Yeah. When Bitcoin when yeah. when when he had the Twitter hack, he said, Well, since mm-hmm. there's a Twitter hack that involves Bitcoin, maybe Bitcoin could be hacked. That's insanity. It's just right. It, it, it's, it's the fear that, yeah, he, he, he knows how to take advantage of people's uh, fear. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that mm-hmm. on, on a general level. Let, let's talk about, though, uh, crypto Twitter. Uh, you do get caught up in some of the uh, drama there, <laughs> I, I think. Um, do you use it, though, as a tool of education? Mm-hmm. It can be so it, if you follow the right people and you, and you check out their fees and yeah. you don't let Twitter tell you what to do um you, you can learn a lot mm-hmm. but the, t- tell us your your experience on uh and again and the funny thing guys if you go to her crypto twitter this is how silly the algorithms are okay you <laughs> know it'll show the other recommended people i'll be like uh i'll be women they'll be wendy the trader mm-hmm. wendy the trader is a very nice lady uh, i met her in in la actually but she's not mm-hmm. the only thing in common is, is like woman bitcoin and so, so, so what's your take on yeah. uh, on the Twitter algorithms on, on crypto Twitter, etc.?
1: Well, so first of all, like I think a lot of people have plans for their Twitter. Like they have these goals, and it's it's a tool for them personally. I just need to say that I suck at that. Um, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not calculated at all. I think Twitter is really fun. If it stops being fun, I'll stop being used. I'll stop using it. I think Bitcoin Twitter has been extremely educational for me, not only meeting people that I've learned a lot from, but just like you said, there's so much amazing content and and people to follow and just like falling down the rabbit hole. So that's what it is for me. Um, On the other hand, I just say what I think. Um, I'm opinionated. I think our society is not in a good place, Um, and I think there's a lot of individuals who are pushing things that I think affect society as a whole. And I speak up about it, Um, but no, I don't really take it too seriously, if that makes sense. Like I'm not building a brand, (laughs) I'm just being me, but that has led to some drama. Yes. Um, Sometimes I wish I had a little better of a filter, you know, Um, sometimes I have to consider what is worth spending my time on and what's not. but i i also think it's really great to have discussions with people who see the world completely differently than you so twitter is an amazing tool for that um i follow really amazing people and i'm glad to stumble into conversations that question what i think like that's what i thrive on as far as the algorithms and like like you said you know it i love wendy she's a sweetie um but yeah we don't really have a lot of common as far as our as far as what we're producing right content wise so it is kind of weird that those two would be recommended and like i told you before what i get as far as recommendations are the influencers the female influencers it's like twitter's constantly telling me i'm not following enough female influencers and it's like i don't i don't have anything in common with them like do you like good for you but why like just because they're a female and say crypto does not mean that you know it's something i want to see um so I don't know, algorithms are really weird. I think even when you do follow good people, it's really controlling who you can see and who you don't see. Like there's times where I'll think about this really great individual I follow. I'm like, man, they haven't been posting. And I go and look and well, they have, they just haven't been showing up in my feed. Um, so it is it is weird, the algorithms. The female thing, I, you know, <laughs> I've taken some heat on my comments on females in the space. So I'll try to steer clear of that, but... But yeah, I think the algorithms are weird. Um, But as far as general, I love Bitcoin Twitter. I think it's great. Um, I've met amazing people who are like friends in real life now. Um, I think that in 2016, when I was kind of looking into Bitcoin, if I would have stumbled around the right people on Twitter, I didn't have Twitter at that time. Then maybe like maybe I could have fallen into the right crowd to be like, hey, what is this? And and I'm confused about this because people will answer questions. Um, so I think it's a really great tool for for adoption and for onboarding. But it is just it's a social it's a social platform. And there's there's good and bad that come with that. So I just Yeah, I'm just here being me saying what I think and having good conversations with people. So I enjoy it.
0: That's what we need in this world. I I say, be a unique beast. You're a unique beast. Keep on keep on being a unique beast. Keep on telling the truth because in today's world, there's a lot of social pressure not to tell the truth. And people are silent. So uh, coming from your freedom background, your Ron Paul background, you get into mm-hmm. you get into Bitcoin. You follow all these cool Bitcoiners on Twitter, and then all of a sudden, at the uh, beginning of this year, or the, the first uh, three months of the year, second, second month of the year, whenever it happened. Uh, What do you think about some of these Bitcoin people that all all of a sudden reveal their uh, government compliant side uh, to to what's what's going on socially here? To me, it was it was a big shock. But uh, how about to you?
1: It was shocking. It was to me. And I remember making a tweet about it like, wow, I thought people in this space were like freedom loving, libertarian and cap like. And it turns out some of you guys are just socialist state lovers. Like, what the hell? Um, So I did have that moment, too, of like, what? Um, but then, and, you know, you have to have this moment of individual freedom and it's like, okay, well to each their own, you know, this is sort of what I have to remind myself often. It's like, all right, well, as long as you're not infringing on me, like you do you, that's totally cool. And there's some things that I don't agree with people on, but as long as they're not hitting me over the head with it, that's fine. Like I'm okay with that. Um, I do understand like with, when it comes to scare tactic, which is what our government is amazing at it really affects people in in very emotional ways. And there was a lot of fear tactic happening and still happening. And so I do think it's understandable in a way for people to respond in an emotional way and then maybe step back and their logic sort of comes forward. And maybe they change their mind because I did see that. I saw a lot of people come out and be like heavy, like government needs to force people to be in their homes and we have to shut this and I'm like, whoa, (laughs) like hold on a second. What? And so now it's sort of like they've they've calmed down and they can see, okay, well, there is an issue, but maybe that's a little too far. Um, So I think that's part of learning. I do. I just think it's dangerous. That can be very dangerous because when someone's just willing to at the first sight of danger, right, of like fear, take all my rights, take my neighbor's rights, just help me and save me that's dangerous and that's not the world I want to live in. So I think it is important when that's happening to be like, wait, hold on. like, how about this? (laughs) Like there's things we could do that aren't quite that extreme. And let's remind ourselves of why that could be very terrible. Um, so that was interesting. It was a really interesting time, but on the reverse, like there were so many people who were so intelligent in the space, giving advice on what was going to be occurring that like in February, I was stocked up and ready and, you know, ready for anything that happened. I'm generally kind of stocked up, but like it was, I felt like it was sort of a early warning that was really beneficial when the rest of the world was still saying, oh, it's nothing, you're fine, continue on with your business. And then, you know, a month later, a few weeks later, there's no toilet paper and there's no masks and there's no food on the shelves, you know, like, so it was nice to have at least a group of individuals who were sort of saying what I was thinking, you know, and like confirming, okay, this could get bad you should prepare. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. But it was interesting to see some of the different views come out that I didn't expect at all. That was interesting.
0: Personal responsibility is the new counterculture, people. Uh, yeah, you, know, you, you gotta don't really rely is. on others. Don't don't rely on others and then end up freaking scared out of your wits because you didn't think about mm-hmm. the situation that was uh uh, going to happen here. So you are definitely, uh, you're definitely a long-term thinker and you've, uh, you've, you've talked mm-hmm. about, uh, deferral of, of gratification and you, uh, you've said a few times, you know, you're not in it for the money, you're in it for the revolution and, and everything. So, uh, so you're not, you're mm-hmm. not a trader to, 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 to say the least. I'm
1: not. I, no. I'm a horrible like I don't even look at the price I'm so bad like I'm such a long-term holder that I somebody will be like whoa such and such I'm like oh what's the price like what, what's happening right now I haven't even looked Good. because Good. yeah I mean I buy often and stack and I try to keep you know like if I see the price drop that's I stack heavier than normal but generally it's not something I'm really paying attention to um, yeah, not even a little bit of a
0: trigger. Yeah, I, I don't have it. Like we could have a show <laughs> yeah. today. Di- we could have a show today, and pe- everyone would love it too. If you and I just spent an hour talking about Bitcoin, just went over ninety six hundred for the first time in X, Ex- which which is right. for, for all you fiat yeah. freaks out there. But uh, no, that, mm-hmm. that's the, you you got to got to take it. Then not just don't worry about it every darn second of the day and everything. Now with with, yeah. with all this all this way of thinking about Bitcoin in mind. And reminding everyone that you came to bitcoin on your own no one reached out to you and said oh we need more females in bitcoin now ha- <laughs> do you think more females will come to bitcoin on their own i have no problem with uh individuals like creating organizations reaching out to right. women. i mean compete don't complain but to, to guilt and shame other people for not that that's that's another story so so how do you see the the female progression uh going here since uh, Twitter likes to suggest other females, well, let, let's, let's talk female here.
1: <laughs> I am not a fan of the guilt and pressure. I'm not a fan of the idea of like, we need more women here. You people need to be sure you're getting representation of females on your pot. Like fucking bullshit. Sorry that I wasn't supposed to cast, but it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, I think that it's a focus on crap, like focus on on actions, focus on intellect, stop focusing on gender. It's the very opposite of what we should be doing. So it's actually something I'm triggered on clearly. Um, For me personally, I think that women are just less likely to jump into something in a financial sector that has a large risk. They need to feel more comfortable. Now, of course, that doesn't go for all women. Like we have a ton of women here. We have women building. We have women coding. We have women traders. Like there are so many more women here than people realize. But just because they're not an influencer face doesn't mean they're not here. There's hundreds, (laughs) even in our small little community, like there's so many really intelligent women. And I think that it's just different, like in the financial and the tech world, it is male heavy. It's male dominant. So it's not shocking that Bitcoin in its early stages is also male dominant. I don't think that... um, I mean, this is going to sound rude i think that there's a way that women learn some women um that is maybe needs to be broken down a little bit for them i'm personally in that area i think there's men in that area though too and then there's women who like i said are you know coding freaking lightning you know or or building lightning or and and coding for bitcoin Core, like there's so many women who are clearly not in that same boat, but maybe it's a more regular thing that we need to feel a little bit more comfortable in something. And I think that comes from education and it comes from normalizing the fact that it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to not know. And it's okay to come in and be like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm interested. Where do I go? And then having content that you can say, Oh, well, here's sort of a beginner level intro and it's not you know extremely tech heavy but it's just educational um i do think that some of this effort to pull women in from different social areas is beneficial i just don't know like what kind of women it's going to get in and and if they see a TikTok video of another woman who's very beautiful and wearing skimpy clothing and singing and then saying bitcoin like does that draw women in i I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Drolls, draws men in. I, I, like I million. don't see that <laughs> I don't see that making women go, dang, I gotta buy some Bitcoin. Um and I don't see like but I'm kind of a jerk, I guess. And maybe I'm different. I, I don't know. I don't really see the current efforts to get women in being sw- even remotely directed at women. It's not about women. It's about getting eyes and getting attention and building your brand and that's fine like that's totally fine but it's not about women it's not about attracting more women um i don't know how do you get more women in i think it happens it just is going to happen over time just like everybody else is going to get here they're going to start seeing it they're going to get interested they're going to start falling down the rabbit hole everybody has sort of their own reasons for being here sometimes it's just financial gain so as that number goes up you know more people show up Um, some people it's falling down the rabbit hole of like financial freedom and independence. And that takes more time that, you know, that takes a lot more time. And I think we have some amazing resources for that right now. So me, I think women will get here when they get here, just like everybody else. Um, I do think that there's a disconnect with people who are interested, but are not tech savvy and how do they get involved because i saw that personally but i don't think that's gender specific i i've met plenty of men who are in the same boat it's so i'm not i'm not really a fan (laughs) on the focus of women i love women women are amazing um i think they're extremely vital in society and play an important role i don't understand this we don't we need more women i don't know i don't know that we do i think we have some amazing women why don't we just keep building and growing and they'll get here
0: yeah, we we need the best of the best we need who wants to be here how about that we, we, we right
1: forks want yeah. to be here
0: and uh you i, I do want to stress that both sexes it needs it can't be technically overwhelming and for mm-hmm. many years oh, yeah. it, it, for many years it has been totally Technically overwhelming. That's why this social media stuff is good. It, it, it can make people mm-hmm. feel more comfortable, and if they they end up with a, a, a steam first and it gets them into Bitcoin, I think it's fine. I I, I think it's fine. I I understand. That I'm not threatened by, by by altcoins out there. If uh, if some if there's a magical formula to combine altcoins and social media and that leads right. the masses to the Bitcoin, then great. Thinker. i'm a long-term thinker i know what the law lo- what the end goal is, is to get more people in the bitcoin if they need to make a little detour that makes them feel more comfortable fine I'm, I'm out here shouting to the rooftops don't buy something that you get for free okay so if if people keep on getting uh, steam or hive for free uh, by posting stuff and that gets people in the bitcoin great just don't buy it get it for free turn it into bitcoin and uh yeah so let's let's uh i guess let's talk about some more uh freedom aspects here of uh because that when we were talking on the show on the bitcoin magazine show uh we, we were mm-hmm. there was a, you were talking a lot about or uh, freedom i was i was impressed by that 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 side of things uh, we don't we don't get to hear that a lot so what in in terms of uh financial freedom i mean what is what does bitcoin mean to you or what is it has it brought you any yet has it has it changed your life
1: so i haven't sold any right um so for me it's it's a long-term plot and i kind of i mean i say i got here late not really in the big scheme of things but it's like i didn't get here when it was 200 bucks so it's me selling is silly like that's just absurd Um, so for me, it's long term. So my savings is Bitcoin and I do spend it. Like I know that's taboo. (laughs) So I spend and replace. So there's times where if I have the opportunity to spend Bitcoin, I do, I'll look at the price and be like, okay, well I bought it this. Yeah. Selling now either is a benefit to me. I gain a little bit, you know, I get more for what I'm selling or, you know, I can replace it for this amount. And so that's sort of how I do it. I've bought conference tickets. I've purchased like, random stuff with bitcoin and replace um so for me it's like i feel i feel confident in a future and i have more savings now than i ever have and i've heard that a lot um from individuals that i have way more in savings than i did before pre-bitcoin um and so i'm yeah i'm a holder i mean that's sort of the joke is i hodl everything <laughs> um i'm you know like i'm a long-term sort of Financial freedom, um, self sovereign. So, how do I? The financial part was missing. So, living off the land, focusing on how to do things myself, focusing on how to be self reliant was always part of it. And so, then it was like this click of Bitcoin fit the financial part of being your own bank. Like holding gold is great, but there were so many things that were sort of missing from that. Gold was just a hold on to it. And, you know, at some time, something might happen. I feel like Bitcoin has way more. use case which i know sounds odd but like i can't go out and spend gold right now i mean i could i could go sell it and go do something with it but the fact that i hold bitcoin i feel like it's a a long-term investment but i still can spend and replace that's not doable with with gold Um, if i needed to leave let's say something horrible happened and i needed to just up and leave um for safety reasons like my bitcoin just comes with me i can cross borders like there's just so many different really amazing things that go into it sending it to people like it's just it's superior in so many ways so for me the financial freedom aspect really lies in the fact of being fully self-sufficient when it comes to the financial part so i'm still in learning mode i'm you know i've kind of openly talked about wanting to run a node and i'm having horrible issues when it comes to internet and so now i'm just using it as a learning process i'm documenting everything like i'm still working through different things but for me, being financial self-sovereign will be when I am you know, verifying my own transactions and doing that. And I'm not there yet. So um, I'm very much still in learning mode. But that that's for me is is removing the middleman and having something that the Fed can't just go print more of and devalue my savings. Like every time we, we hear the printer go we know that the the dollars we hold are worth less. And that's horrible. Like that's a horrible feeling for someone who's just trying to work in life and like be better, right? Um. So the fact that I have my savings now in Bitcoin and have, you know, like I said, even more, I feel really comfortable in that. And I feel confident that nobody can sort of screw with it. Like you can't devalue it. That 21 million cap is amazing. Like it's just an amazing thing. Um. So that's for me kind of what financial self-sovereignty is. The fact that nobody can take it from me um, it can't be devalued. Um, you know, I have some long-term thoughts with it. And the fact that if I want to use it, it's pretty damn easy to use as well. So, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Well, no, but I, my, I that's think, my I ramble on it. The, the
0: huge, a really big point that you made there, and you said it twice, is you have more savings than you ever had before. Mm-hmm. That is revolutionary. Yeah. That is freedom right there. You, that is finally that that is some true financial freedom. How many Americans can say they have more savings than they ever had before? Not not too many. Yeah. Most most people are, you know, they have more big screen TVs than they ever had before. They're more in debt exactly. than, than, than they ever uh, before. So uh, it, it's yeah. that that's what Bitcoin gets people into that that mindset, mindset. Mm-hmm. Of, of of savings and uh, frugality mm-hmm. and, and living off the land and everything that you're, you're you're trying to do over there. Now you retweeted something by Matt O'Dell who's a always got some mm. good, good good person to follow definitely don't agree with him all the time if you don't stand for the rights of those you disagree with then you don't stand for much at all oh, pound that like button that that is uh yeah uh, that's a no, good one that, that that is yeah and you 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 got me aware of that one there and uh we're, we're going through uh, that today uh where uh, mm-hmm. most people do do not stand for the rights of the people they disagree with and uh no the, the, the silencing, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, the,
1: I mean, they, they want them to not exist. Yeah. If you don't agree with me, you can't be here. Um, and I think that's, that's extremely important. That's, you know, and I joke about the, the teach their own. And I have to remind myself of that. Like there's many times where even on, you know, a, such a simple thing of Bitcoin, Twitter, like I was having some real issues for a while. there, are just completely disagreeing with what people were doing and how they were doing things. And what, and I thought, you know, why do i care like why is this my business if they want to do that great um do i feel like they're hurting the reputation of the space or maybe you know women in the space yeah that was sort of my issue but at the end of the day does that really matter like that uh, who am i to tell them they can't do that so i think even me who is an individual freedom loving person still has to remind myself like teach their own (laughs) teach their own Um, and I think that's important because it's really hard when you're in a moment when you really disagree with someone to be able to say, okay, yes, I disagree with them, but these are their rights and I need to protect their rights because their rights are my rights, if that makes sense. Um, and that's hard to do. That's really hard to do, but it's sort of like that do no harm aspect is, are these rights hurting other people? Are these rights, you know, um, or what are they doing that's, that's affecting others. So I think that, it, it's a balance. It's not easy, but I think it's extremely important to remember, especially right now, because I think we've got such a misinformation warfare going on here. And I think it's vital to constantly be like, okay, I don't agree with you, but I will fight for you to continue to be able to say what you're saying. Um, or I will fight for you to be able to have a choice. If you want, like if you're a business and you want people to wear your masks in the store, you have every right to do that. And I support your right to do that. I may shop elsewhere if I don't agree with you and that's my right, but like I'm gonna support you in that decision. Um, so I think that that's something people are really struggling with right now. I think it's a constant struggle in our society, but I thought that was really powerful. And yeah, Matt's got some good hot takes sometimes. Um, so yeah, I don't know, it's crazy times the, right now. The
0: beautiful thing about Bitcoin is that you can disagree with someone so much They could be your biggest enemy and they can hold Bitcoin. You can hold Bitcoin. You could do nothing about it. You can't take it away from them. And it helps both of you. Mm -hmm. It helps both of you to be be beholders of Bitcoin. So, uh, yeah, the, for-
1: there's so many people who like we have nothing in common other than the fact that we love the freedom of Bitcoin, and it may be for different reasons, right? And I think that's so powerful because there's so many people in this space that I think the only common thread that they have is oh, yeah. Bitcoin, and that's bringing people together. Um, I think that's pretty powerful personally.
0: Yes, it is. There are a lot of different unique beasts here that you never thought would could agree on anything, and they uh, they use this they use the same currency they've they've opted into. All right, let's, uh, uh, I I said we would, uh, you talked about central banks very quickly, uh, that you you were no fan of them. And in my description, I said uh, we would speak of banks. Uh, Well, let's bring up a current event. Uh, Banks are going to now be allowed to uh, hold Bitcoin, basically, uh, be custodians Mm -hmm. of cryptocurrency. Uh, What's what's your take on that and uh, overall banking uh, thoughts?
1: Well, I mean, I think the only positive that I see personally is that, um, well, first of all, you know, them holding the asset is no different than, say, like a, you know, them be able to hold anything for you, so, uh, you know, in whatever way. So it's not, to me, it's not like they're going to be selling it. Maybe they will. Who knows? But that's to me not what it says. It just says that they're legally allowed to hold it. Which, you know, thank you, U.S. government, for letting people make their decisions for themselves. Um, But. I mean, for me, it's like, okay, nothing I'm interested in. I have no interest in somebody else holding my Bitcoin. A positive is that it perhaps when those sorts of organizations get involved, it will um, decrease the regulations that we as individuals are seeing. Um, It could help it be somewhat not seen as such a black market thing, which would help just anyone who wants to get involved with it. As far as the, like, I don't think it changes anything in my world. Um, it might expose more people to it. Yeah. I have no interest and will not tell anyone to have your bank hold your Bitcoin. Um <laughs> but, I mean, more, that's, but, but
0: that's crazy. The point. That's the point. The, the newbies yeah. out there, the 80 percenters, they're used to Bank of America holding all their money. Yeah. So, hey, now they'll hold this thing called Bitcoin for me. Why not? They m- most pe- right. It's amazing. Most people get in the cryptocurrency that uh, they don't. They probably don't want to hold. They don't want to take that personal responsibility. That's that's like one of the final steps. I have complete control Mm -hmm. over my private key. It's scary. It's scary. So I think banks are gonna uh, make it less scary. I'll keep my Litecoin at uh, Wells Fargo.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh man. Yeah. No. I mean, I think it's it's. So I'm I'm kind of torn. Like it's a good thing because it is exposing more people to it. I hope it helps with some of the, um, like. in the us holding bitcoin is kind of hard it's not hard to hold it that's not that's not correct but there's a lot of uh, regulations against it we'll say and so if this sort of helps open the door because the banks see a way that they can make money by holding people bitcoin cool like whatever that's fine um i do think it's important to educate people on why that can be negative um and why they do need to have an end goal of holding it themselves and kind of like it's a it's a stepping stone. It's a learning process. I have no issue with people coming in, going, I'm interested, but I really don't trust myself with doing this and this. That's fine as long as you know um, the cost versus benefit. As long as you know the risk in doing that, that's fine. You can make that decision. But here's where you should end up. This is the ultimate goal. And here's some here's some educational material or individuals that can kind of help you get there when you're ready. That's sort of my thought process on it. So yeah, I mean, I. I know a lot of people were very bullish on it happening. I get why, um, I get that it's, it's sort of, um, it's kind of big when it comes to the space, but I don't, yeah, I have no, I have no interest in it. It's a, it's a, it's <laughs> I have a, no interest in any part of it.
0: That's a good take. It's 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 not going to convince you, like, oh, no, I'm just going to send all my Bitcoin no. to Bank of America. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. But I, I, I they barely
1: think, can handle my dollars. <laughs> I think you made a
0: good. I think you made a good point. It's it's now it's kosher with the, the United States. I mean, it's it's, uh, the, right. the the so they won't bug the individuals as much. So that that that's that's yeah. a real good a real good take on that. All right, oh, so we, we we've gotten toward the end of the show here, and I always say at the end of the show when the guests are on that you know, they can promote, whatever they want to talk about, anything was left out, any subjects you want to bring up, uh, newbies, freedom, the floor is yours. Take it away, Just.
1: Oh, goodness. Um, I think for me, I'm the one thing that I sort of pushed on on the newbie thing is that I get where a lot of these individuals come up with their thoughts on altcoins and things in the space and why it's really important to um, kind of not bash them, but let people know. Of why you know those are not good, um, and like I said, I get I get I get crap on both sides for this because on one hand I'm not bashing all the altcoins, I'm not going to say they're all horrible and you know they all need to go away or or you know attack people for being in them, but on the other side I'm saying I don't see them as money. Um, so I have no issue with people playing around with technology, with earning points, with, you know, doing experimenting with this, whatever, um, do whatever you want to do. But I think it's really important to let newbies know the difference because it is confusing. When you go to an exchange to buy Bitcoin for the first time and you see Bitcoin cash or, you know, you Google Bitcoin and Bitcoin.com comes up or you know like you go to an exchange and you don't understand that you can buy a fraction of a bitcoin so that price looks really scary you're like "Ah, i can't afford that but oh what's this one is that the same can i buy a little bit of that so i think there's different things that need to be taught and need to be very clear because it is confusing for news um i think that happens with time i think we're still very early so i'm kind of in the same boat as you like i'm not worried about altcoins, I have a real issue when it's it's the new Bitcoin or it's faster than Bitcoin or, you know, like, that's just crazy. You're just trying to use a name that is popular to sell your crap. (laughs) I don't like that. That's where my line is like, I'm not I'm not okay with it. But I do think that there needs to be more openness in the idea that some of this stuff is complicated for people. And I think there is a disconnect for people who've been here a long time where they're like, no, it's easy. It's easy. Well, yeah, it might seem easy to you. But let me explain to you that if it was, I would have been here in 2016 instead of 2018. Like so clearly there is something there's <laughs> something um, there that stopped me. I'm a relatively intelligent human being. I'm not tech savvy, though. I, I'm i not I have no experience in the financial district. Like. There's so many things that it was it was foreign to me um, and it kept me out of it. So I think there's ways to improve that Um, at some point. I would like to maybe be a part of that. I don't know how currently I'm just learning and I'm trying to document and share my experience in the hopes that other people will relate to it. Um, I get a lot of DMs saying people do. I get a lot of people who, you know, when I say don't keep your your Bitcoin on an exchange, I'll get DMS and be like, well, what do I do with it and where do I put it and like, how do I do that? So i think people need to realize like there's still there's still people who don't like they don't understand at all but they're interested and i think we need to be open to that um i think we are i think there's a lot of openness i think there's a lot of really amazing people who um help and are building things and i just it's a learning process be kind to people who are attempting to learn so many people were welcoming to me i came in thinking that you know steam was the the on-ramp to bitcoin and that's how it needed to be advertised and i had people be like "Well, you know okay cool but do you know about bitcoin like what is this and this i had no idea i I didn't know how it was really secured i didn't have confidence in that and so people really helped me see that um so i guess my thing is be kind be um welcoming to people who want to learn of course, call out scams, but let's not bash everyone. Like, let's not turn into social justice warriors <laughs> who just because someone's not doing the exact thing that you want them to do and saying the exact same thing that you want them to say, like, let's just not, because I don't, I'm not I, I, a fan. Um, I call that
0: I call that the Bitcoin inquisition. When they send you, uh, <laughs> you said something sort of controversial about Bitcoin and then they're like, you're cut off. We're sending you to the inquisition. Yeah. That, That's the. I mean, your your points your points that you're making right now is newbie outreach. So you're doing a good job with your 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 feed with newbie outreach. I got a guy in the chat right now, Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. He's all about Bitcoin for beginners. So uh, Mm -hmm. hey, this is this is a space where you can you could be complex or you could be reaching out to the beginners or something in between. Mm -hmm. So keep on reaching out to the beginners, people. Maybe you can network with a UK Bitcoin master. Who knows? I try to put people in touch, you know, that's uh, always in motion and you are definitely Mm -hmm. in motion. Justine miss Hoddle or miss hold, whatever you want to call her. She's linked to below. All right, dudes, you got, you got a, you got a new, you got a new person on the show today. I'm trying to, Who's who in Bitcoin? I'm trying to show people that maybe you, you never heard of before because you weren't on it or you weren't watching the Bitcoin.com or the, the Bitcoin.com, the Bitcoin magazine show the other day. Hey, man, best freaking guest in the space here. I try to bring you every day. Pound that like button. Thanks a lot, Justine. I'm Adam Meister at the Bitcoin Meister Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Follow me on Twitter. Follow Justine on Twitter. Bye-bye, everyone. This week at Bitcoin is tomorrow at 1 p.m. Special new guest. See ya.